Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We're continuing our look back at the life and legacy of Colin Powell, former Secretary of State, former Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Uh, interesting to note, he was the youngest ever uh, to take on the role of Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, uh, which spoke volumes, I think, about his leadership and about the way he conducted himself. Uh, so not only was he uh, the first African-American to hold that position, he was also the youngest person. Uh, to ever hold that position. I think that's significant. Uh, And I think it speaks volumes about how he lived his life, how he led in a variety of circumstances, uh, both as an active military general uh, and his role as national security advisor, uh, first under Reagan, and then, of course, uh, his uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs as well as Secretary of State. And everything that he did in his post-public life uh, was all centered in how do you lead and how do you lift people, especially the disadvantaged, and uh, help them to maximize their potential and to live their version of the American dream. Uh, if you miss it, we started off the program today with a uh, sit-down interview I had with uh, former ambassador and former Utah governor John Huntsman about his relationship and his uh, connection and lessons learned from Secretary Powell. They were actually neighbors uh, and shared a, a great love of uh, fixing up cars, uh, which was a, a fascinating way to look at how they approached a lot of uh, different things and the conversations they would have. I also had the opportunity earlier today to speak with former Ambassador John Price uh, from here in Utah. He knew Secretary Powell, uh, shared a lot in common with them in their upbringing, their education, and their ultimate connection through a lot of political circles. Take a listen. We're pleased now to be joined by former Ambassador Price, uh, of course, a resident here in the state of Utah. And Mr. Ambassador, thanks so much for carving out some time on a on a reflective day, a sad day for the country and the passing of Colin Powell. Uh, give us your uh, your initial reflections. Well, it's a very sad day. I was shocked when I read about it because he's uh, four years my junior, so he's four years younger than I, and it was shocking that he would go before me. But uh, I've known Colin Powell for quite a long while, um, um, and we both went to the same schools in New York, uh, but uh, we both have immigrant backgrounds. He came from Jamaica. I came from Germany to escape the uh, Holocaust via Panama. That's where we uh, finally emigrated to the United States. But we 
both have immigrant backgrounds. We went to the best high schools in New York where I was raised. I went to Stuyvesant, and we competed with Bronx High School of Science in many uh, competitions, and that's where he went. And then we both attended City College of New York. And coincidentally, uh, we both studied geology. And uh, also coincidentally, we both were in the ROTC program, the Army program. He he went on to the military. I didn't. I continued in geology. So we had similar backgrounds, and uh, that was something that, that kept us going for a long time as friends. Yeah. And um, but I attended there uh, from 1951 to 1954, and he was there four years later from 54 in 1958. And so uh, we had similar backgrounds in, in many ways. And um, we connected again through politics, uh, through George W. I mean, through George H. W. Bush um, at, for the first time in the 1980s. And then again, when uh, George W. Bush became president, and because uh, I was friends with both the uh, father and the son, and very active in politics, and Colin Powell served in both their administrations. So we go back a long ways. And then uh, when President George W. Bush asked me to become U.S. ambassador to three countries in Africa, um, it was fortuitous that uh, I was on the Olympic Committee, uh, the management and the trustee uh, trustee at uh, the 2002 Winter Olympics, and Colin Powell was coming to Utah with President uh, George W. Bush for the opening ceremonies. And so it was fortuitous that I was able to be sworn in here at the state capitol by Colin Powell while he was here. And um, again, we reconnected. And um, I met with the secretary numerous numerous times while I was U.S. ambassador. But the one thing that I always remember, that his admonition to all of us ambassadors, take care of the troops. And that's the old mm-hmm. military statement, but it's true also for all of the, the career uh, diplomats and all of the people work at our embassies take care of the troops was always what he admonished us. Oh, and I, uh, uh, Isaiah, I was just I, I love that. And uh, as as you watched him in in those spaces, uh, what were some of the things that that you either observed that maybe we're not talking about as much today? Uh, many people will talk about his resume and and his many accomplishments and positions and awards and uh, all of those kinds of things. What's something that you observed that maybe? Uh, we're not talking about today that might be an important lesson and an important part of his legacy? Well, it started, of course, as I mentioned, you know, take care of the troops. That was always his mantra. And it goes back to, I mean, he was a great human being. I mean, no question. Everybody that met with him uh, was in awe with him because he just was a very statuesque person and very forthright. Mm. He is a great American patriot. He just loved this country as I do, and you know, when you have an immigrant rat background and you come to a, a strange country and you live the American dream, um, you, you become a great patriot, and he is one of the greatest. Yeah. He was dedicated to a public service to his country, no question. And he was a great leader and role model for everyone, and he was always considerate, mm. and he was very considerate of everyone's viewpoints and opinions. I mean, these are, to me, the highlights. And then later on, um, I became involved um, at going back to City College. Uh, he st- he uh, um, they started for him uh, the College uh, Colin Powell School of Civic and Global Leadership, and I became a speaker there a number of times. And I sponsored 
number of scholarships for African-American students, and several of them were child soldiers out of Africa, and they became great citizens, and their whole lives were turned around. So these are all things that Colin Powell believed in and I believed in, and so we just share a lot of similarities. Yeah. Oh, Ambassador John Price, we appreciate your perspective on a, on a sad day, a reflective day, but on a uh, a, a real patriot, a real hero uh, and as uh, I love that you talked about the things that he did after his public service, that he was still uh, helping people raise themselves up and uh, afford them that, that great life that he was able to pursue here in the United States. Uh, former Ambassador John Price, uh, a great Utah, a great American. We appreciate you joining us today. Thank you. I love that perspective uh, from former Ambassador John Price and uh, watching out for the troops. And giving everybody uh, a shot uh, is such an important part of who we are. Well, we don't guarantee the same outcomes, uh, but I think uh, Lincoln got it right when he said it was. It really was about clearing that path of laudable pursuit for all, giving all a, a, a fair chance, a fair start in the race of life. And that kind of level playing field, uh, I think, was a lot of what uh, Secretary Powell experienced for himself. Uh, with parents from Jamaica as immigrants, uh, he had the opportunity. He had a fair chance, and he took that chance, and he parlayed it into a life of meaning, uh, a life that mattered, uh, and a life that uh, has a legacy that we're going to continue to talk about as we uh, come down the home stretch. So we'll step aside for a quick commercial break. Uh, when we come back, we will wrap up uh, the day today with a few reflections uh, of an interaction I had with Secretary Powell uh, and with those that represented him that gave me real perspective into how he lived, not just in front of the cameras and in front of the public, but everywhere else that matters. Stay with us. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.